0: I want you to just realize that um, life's full of surprises, and I want you to just imagine if you were uh, one of the people at this waterbed store. It's not the sound's not broken. It's uh, it's German. <laughs> Come and test out our (laughs) waterbeds. But please, take your phone and your keys out. Let's talk about forgiveness. <laughs> this is the thing about life is that um, we don't see it coming. You know, we, we don't we don't realize that something's about to happen that's gonna be shocking. And this is part of what makes it so scary, is that we have to process so much emotion when there's an offense. When somebody pulls into our life through their actions something painful, something that leaves us feeling very powerless and vulnerable, Something that feels so devastating. That whole video was anesthetic for surgery. Because this is a big deal to heaven. This is a big deal to our Father is that we nail forgiveness. Because we don't. We don't actually believe him when he says, you must forgive from your heart. And those are different, that's different than the words, I forgive them. Oh, we'll find out. We'll find out if you forgive them, won't we? (laughs) Yes, we will. We'll just mention their name. Or you just remember something that happened in that relationship. And we'll find out if you forgive them from your heart. I forgive them just so I never see them again. Well, that's helpful except you have a memory. Doggone it. There's still ways for them to get back in your head. Still ways for them to get back in your life. I'm going to read just a, a couple things here. Let's start with, I think it's Luke. Luke 17. Um... Yeah, I'll read it out of the New King James. So uh, Jesus says to his disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him to, if he had a millstone hung around his neck and were thrown into the sea, then he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself, if your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, seven times in a day return to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Now let's read that in the Passion Translation. Because it's just got a little... little clearer emotion to it here. Um, So be alert to your brother's condition and if you see him going in the wrong direction, cry out and correct him. If there is true repentance on his part, forgive him. No matter how many times in one day your brother sins against you and says, I'm sorry, I am changing, forgive me, you need to forgive him each and every time. And then, both translations say, upon hearing this, the apostles said to Jesus, Lord, you must increase our faith. Lord, you must increase our faith to forgive like you are talking about. Yeah. It's a big deal. And... We get to Matthew 18. This is the parable of the unforgiving servant. In essence, a man owes his master, a king, whoever it might be, depending on your translation, and he owes him like a billion dollars. And this master's going through his accounts and he decides, I'm going to call all these debts to payment. So he calls this guy in and says, you owe me a billion dollars, pay up right now. And the guy says, I don't have it, I can't pay. He says, okay, well then I'm going to sell you, your wife, and your children to get what I can towards this debt. And the man falls on his face and begs for mercy. Please don't sell my family off. I will find a way to repay this debt. I will work and work and work to find a way to repay a debt I can never repay. And the master, the king, Says, here's what we'll do. I'm going to forgive your entire debt. You owe me nothing. You may go. And so the man goes downtown and he finds another guy, another servant, who owes him $20,000. and he says, pay me what you owe me. And the guy says, I don't have it. And he grabs the guy around the neck and starts to strangle him and scream in his face, pay me what you owe me. Now the Bible says, the people who were watching were so offended at this servant because they knew what had happened. And that report got back to the king. Got back to the master. And so he calls that guy to come in. He says, I cannot believe what you put on display for everyone else to see. I forgave you a debt you could never repay. And you would not show the same mercy to someone who owed you this is Jesus talking you wicked servant i'm going to turn you over to the tormentors and you will stay in prison until you pay back a billion dollars. I'm not sure how exactly you're going to pay money back in prison. That debtor prison thing always kind of confused me a little bit. And then he says, so my father will do to you if you don't forgive your brother from your heart. We're not playing here. We're not playing This isn't, I'll get around to it. I'm struggling with this right now, but I'll just, you know, it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time to forgive. You don't understand what they did. You don't know how bad this hurt me. It's gonna take some time. Well, have fun with the tormentors in the meantime. And you did that. You decided to stay with the tormentors rather than to obey towards love. You decided to get your justice, you decided to make the rules. You're the ruler. Is that anesthetic wearing off? See, here's the deal when you get offended, when you get hurt, when somebody sins against you, you have to repent. Somebody injures you and traumatizes you, you turn and you want justice. You turn and you want to protect yourself. Your self preservation grabs a hold of you and says, Go get it. It's yours to have. You see clearly. You are the master of this situation. Go get your justice for you or for someone else. Go get it. And until you repent and you forgive as you've been forgiven, you are warring. Against heaven, I didn't get a single amen out of that. I wonder what's going on right now. <laughs> Come on, amen, bro. That's a good word right there. That's a good word. <laughs> this, this, you know, this, this is. These are hard. Things. these are things that are we have, we have found a way to justify making up the rules when being offended we have made a way to be the ruler of our pain we are the ruler of our situation when someone sins against me I will be God in this moment. Instead of, I am not God, you are. I am so hurt, I don't know which end is up right now. But please, lead me in the next step. Why, why did this happen? Why didn't you protect me? why should i trust you from now on you just let this sneak up on me you just let this gut and skin me you did this to me why why would you let this happen you know if you tell your son or daughter no and they say why that's not an inquiry (laughs) They're not, they're not searching for wisdom right there. Please know you don't have a good answer. When you say no to your child and they go, why? They're saying, I don't like your decision. If I were God, I would make better decisions than you. <clears throat> Why isn't going to get you anywhere but in more trouble. But what do you want me to do next? Is repentance and healing and freedom. And this may not feel like much progress, but you're headed in the right direction. And this may feel like you have everything under control, but you're deluded and deceived. There's a story in the Bible of a son Absalom who witnesses absolute tragedy his brother Amnon rapes his sister Tamar it's a whole story that leads up to it but that's, that's what happened that was the injustice the injustice was my brother raped my sister And now my sister has brought all her pain and tragedy into my house. I welcomed my sister to protect her. She's in my house and she has no justice. And so Absalom is now the defender of his sister's injustice. And so Absalom Makes the king aware, and the king does not handle it the way Absalom thinks he should. And so now, Absalom becomes the ruler. Absalom will make up the rules now. Absalom will be the king. And he kills his brother to get justice. Kills his brother to get justice. And then he's exiled, right? Because now he's murdered the king's son. He's now sinned against the kingdom with his instruction, with his insistence on becoming the ruler. I know what to do. He's exiled for, I don't know, a long time. Decades. And he returns. I think it was like 40 years. It's a long time. He returns through some Joab lady manipulation. David lets him come back. And he appears before his father, and his father forgives him. David forgives Absalom, and Absalom now gets to return to the kingdom. And he's running around with his chariot and 50 men, and he's got his own little deal. But Absalom did not forgive his father. Absalom returned to the kingdom as a ruler and still holds his father in contempt Absalom has brought division to the kingdom because in his heart he's a better ruler he's a, he has a better solution than the king does see this is what unforgiveness will do to you unforgiveness will put you in a war with true authority it will put you in opposition to the king and then through you division will come into the kingdom this is why this is such a big deal is such a big deal. See, it's, it's important to realize that I'm gonna save my own life, I'm gonna be God, I'm gonna be like God, I'm gonna make the rules. It puts me on a track, it puts me on a path, it leads me to eternal destruction. That's what's in humanity 1.0 is hell. God's not sending you to hell. You are headed to hell unless you repent because you are going to be God and there is no place for you in his kingdom if that is what you're going to do. My will be done. And God is saying, stop right there. Stop right there. Hold it right there. Just stop. Pharaoh, let my people go. Hey, let my people go. Let my people go. All right go that's hardening Pharaoh's heart letting Pharaoh do what Pharaoh wanted to do and refused to repent of is hardening your heart God didn't do it to you you refused to yield to his intervention and you continue on your path until you get to where you're going That's mankind. When God removes his hand of intervention and turns them over to their passions and desires, and they seared their own conscience, that's what happens. That's how this happens, is I refuse to repent. I refuse to repent. I don't know what you're going to do with you, but my job with me is to repent. And if I don't, I just invited, introduced that Absalom Spirit to pass through me while I build a case on Facebook about why I'd make a better God than God. <laughs> See my YouTube videos? I'm amazing. As a matter of fact, there is an even one. There isn't even a God. Except me. You can be one too if you want to. Follow me. Come on. This is easy. This is way easier than that stupid church stuff. Come on, follow me. Absalom sits at the gate and as people approach the city before they get to the king to plead their case, Absalom's like, so what what do you need? How's it going? Ah, you know what? You know what? Here. This is what I would do. This is how you would get real justice. This is how you would be free. This is how you would... uh, be powerful. This is how. This is our university systems today with our young people. A bunch of embittered self-appointed gods sit at the the gate of education and turn our children away from the king. But it's flowing from bitterness. It's flowing from pride. Pride. It's flowing from self-preservation. And it leads to treason. It leads to dividing the kingdom. It leads to undermining true authority. It leads to inviting Jezebel into your life. You You want a bad case of tormentors? There's a couple names for you. Those things will just beat you to a pulp while you continue in your path to self-preservation. That anesthetic wearing off? You okay? It's, it's, it is, a. Uh, It, 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 is, it is not going to be easy to forgive. It never is. I mean, it just, I just, it, this thrills me to watch Jesus say, if somebody sins against you seven times in a day and they come back to you and say, please forgive me, I will change. Have mercy. Jesus said, your job is to forgive them. And the disciples go, oh my God, this, this gotta be a typo. <laughs> this can't actually mean what you say it means. This can't be what you're doing here. That's huh, totally what it means. It's totally what it means. What it doesn't mean is if somebody sins against you seven times in a day, that you live with them. I wish I had a mic. <laughs> Young rich ruler comes to Jesus. Now this guy, this this guy that's used to get in his way, right? He's rich. That's why it's so hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom. Why? Because of self-preservation. Self-preservation is one of the nastiest demons around. And, and the more access you have to resources, the more readily you can just get it figured out yourself. Unless you've got one humble heart. Unless you've got one sensitive connection to his heart you will be marching along to your own kingdom Younger rich ruler comes to Jesus and says hey wow you guys look like you're having a great time it looks kind of exclusive I love being part of exclusive stuff how do I get in? Jesus goes, oh, that's easy. All you got to do is just sell all your stuff. What? I mean, I've, I've been to some expensive clubs in my day, but never that one. Oh, yeah, this, this, this club costs everything. And that's what Jesus said to him right there he basically said oh you want to come in here then you just got to be willing to die As all that happens that's what it's going to take to get you in, in love and freedom and the kingdom what it's, going to, what it's going to take is that you're willing to die you think you're dying right now? You think, oh my gosh, this is again. Oh, this is hard. This is like I can't believe. I my, my child, my spouse, my leader, my blah, my money. Blah. I can't believe it. this is the worst thing that ever happened. Nope, this is. You're not God anymore. You thought you were vulnerable? No, this is vulnerable. And the safest place you could ever be, but it feels like I could be destroyed no you will be you will be preserved but just not by yourself you'll be preserved by your lover but this oh The young rich ruler says, Whoa, 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 hey, I am not even gonna sell my stuff. You, I, you apparently don't know how much stuff I have. And the young rich ruler went away from Jesus. Where's that go? And Jesus, the lover of his soul, watches him walk away. There he goes. There he goes. And Jesus doesn't say, hey, 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 wow, whoa, whoa, you seem a little overwhelmed at that offer. Okay, wow, hey. Let me give you a little introductory offer, okay? Let's sell half your stuff now. And we'll give the money to Judas. And we'll put the rest of your stuff in storage. Alright? Okay? Who loves you? Who's dying for your sins? Come on, say it. Say on three. One, two, three. No, no. No, that is not what happens. That is not what happens. Jesus watches him walk away, sad, turned away, stopped in his tracks. Does Jesus love him? Does Jesus forgive him? And he's not in. There he goes. Jesus just set a hard limit with that guy. And then he turns and goes, Whoo, who, who, how hard is it for a rich guy to get into the kingdom? Wow! easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle, huh? He turns it into a teaching moment. And the disciples are like, who can be saved? Who's going to get through this? With man, all things are impossible, or how it goes. but with God all things are possible that's where I was trying to get to yeah 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 what is it oh okay I got it mostly right <laughs> it's a big deal this is a big giant deal And heaven is not playing around at all. You know, we forgive to get somewhere. We, we forgive so that we can get to the new covenant. Because betrayal and offense, it spins us. We're, like, we're kind of having to decide. Here we are again. I have to decide. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Because this is just wants to happen. It just, I just want to run and save myself. But it is a powerful person. It is a powerful person who stands in freedom. Freedom of choice. And in that freedom, I have responsibility of choice. What am I going to do? I'm in so much pain. What are you going to do? Okay, this feels like it's going to take forever. This feels like nothing really bad is going to happen to those people. This feels like its they're going to get off the hook like they have to up uh, seven times today. They got off the hook. When are they going to get a whooping? But not my will be done, and vengeance does not belong to me. And I love. I love. what what do you want me to do next? Lead me. you're the king, you're the ruler. you're the ruler. And I am. Available for reconciliation. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Just because I repent and forgive doesn't mean reconciliation is going to happen because there's two parts to this. There's two parts to this. But my job is my part. My job isn't your part. My love, my son, my daughter, my friend... My brother, my mom, my dad, my brother. I already said that. My sister. My job is my life, my heart. That's my job. But we don't do our job. We're so focused on somebody else's job. Well, when are you going to do your job? You still haven't done your job yet. Well, I'll forgive after you do I'll reconcile after you. Repent. Well, you just worry about yourself. I don't have to do anything until I see some movement over there. Best thing I can do in the meantime is head myself to hell. That's probably the best thing I could think of doing right now while you do whatever you're going to do. moving towards reconciliation. I know I'm forgiven because the anxiety and the desire for vengeance is gone. My fear and my desire to punish you is gone. That's how I know I forgave you. I can love again and I will love again. And I'm loving Toward you again. That's how he never forgave. Well, I forgive him as long as I don't ever have to see him again. I don't ever have to talk to him again. Never have to hear their name again. Too bad their name's John. <laughs> you have not forgiven. You forgiven when you're ready to love. And that won't happen facing in this direction. This is a big deal. This is how the body of Christ actually works. This is how the body of Christ and the church are different. you can go for a very you can go to church for a very long time and be God which makes it kind of confusing the whole going to church thing anyway why do we go to church I visit myself There's another story in the Bible that puts forgiveness on display, and this is Joseph. Joseph does a great job with this whole deal, right? I mean, just imagine that, uh, you know, you have this dream, God gives you a dream, you're just going to, you're awesome. You are awesome. You are, you know, you're so awesome that the moon and the stars and everything's bowing down. Your parents are worshiping at your feet. You know, you're like, wow, this is a teenager's dream, Right, And Joseph has it. This is the youngest child's dream. The whole family finally comes and bows down at my feet. So he's such a brilliant communicator, he decides to tell everybody, right? They already hate him. His brothers already hate him. Why? Because his father loves him. His father loves him and his brothers hated him for that. There's some family dynamics for you. <laughs> right? What are we doing here? And so, Sir Lot is going to broadcast to his audience, hey, I had another dream. This one was even better than the last one. And Jacob ponders it in his heart. This boy, if I didn't love him so much, he'd scare me. And so his brothers decided to take him for a walk. Hey, can we take Joe out for a walk? Yeah, yeah, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be right back. We want to go show him something. Yeah, and so they go throw him in a pit. <laughs> like, oh, he'll probably crawl out. Oh, geesh. Oh, we could just, ah, well, he would starve to death. You know, it would be, it would be, I, yeah, I kind of like this idea. You know, finally, Reuben, who they later named a sandwich after, <laughs> says, says, let's not do that. Let's not. Let's get him out of there. Come on. Come on. Let's, hey, let's sell him to some slave traders. That's from my heart. <laughs> right? So off he goes. So, so this, is, this is what happens with your brothers. As you're a teenager, your identity formation's still going on, and you're like, whoa, whoa, what's happening here? And so he gets, he gets traded off. Well, you know, we, you know the story. So he's now second only to Pharaoh, ruling the kingdom. And his brothers, who are starving to death, have come in to approach Pharaoh's authority. And they don't recognize him. He recognizes them. They don't recognize him. And he's like, oh my gosh. Here's my moment. I could behead every single one of these clowns. I could dig a hole for them. Throw them, they could eat each other. (laughs) this could be so much fun. This is my moment. I got the power. And he has all the guards leave the room. All the Egyptian guards leave the room. Everybody get out of here. Clears the room. He clears the room before he reveals himself to his brothers and brings up the offense, nobody else is in on what's happening. I'm Joseph, your brother. The one that what you did was intended for my demise, what, what you did was to, intended for my destruction. But God has worked it all out for good. Come here. You don't believe me? Come here. Come here. Get closer. Come get closer. Touch my face. It's me. It's me. I'm your brother. I'm your brother. I'm your family. I'm with you right here. You're safe, come here, touch my face, come here. Where's my father? Is he alive? Where's Benjamin? How's our family doing? I have great benefit that I want you to have. You who tried to kill me. I have great benefit and great strength and great resource that I want you to have. I love you. He never once says, I forgive you. He just does it. I forgive you. He forgave them before they walked in that room. He was ready for his moment. He was ready for that moment right there. He kept his love on. And here they are. It caught him so off guard, he had to excuse himself to go weep. He is so blown away by what is happening right now, but he's so ready for it. Why? Because he forgave from his heart. I mean sometimes we just we have this really great excuse why we're not going to be ready for our moment when it comes. I'm going to be the problem. My unrepentant condition is now going to be the problem. And Jesus is saying, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be the one caught in the unrepentant condition. Don't be that person caught in bitterness. Don't you do it. Because we're building a kingdom family here is what we're doing. I mean, if you have children, you're, you're getting these lessons. They are teaching these lessons to you. These, the person who, seven, who, who sinned against you seven times in a day is your child. Oh, you again. <laughs> Still today, isn't it? Wow. Yes. Yes. This is, this is, this is love lessons here. This is the this is love gym. You're at the love gym working out all day with these little people. Why? Because they're going to get older. <laughs> and you're going to have to be good at this. Or you're going to trash your investment. Because you weren't ready for your moment when it came. Because you didn't forgive your own kids from your heart. Your kids are going to give you some practice. They're going to give you some, some, some resistance. So you can get your muscles toned up. Expression on your face just changed. That's an anointing. That is a moment. You have a moment right now. There there is repentance in the room right now. You can forgive whoever it is. And it's classically some family member. It's classically somebody, somebody right next to us. It's it's somebody that, you know, I I've been hurt by I've been I got an arrow sticking out of my chest from my father that he shot at me when I was six years old and I can see it right now we have have an opportunity to let him take it out You just got to turn around. You just got to quit making excuses for why you're not going to trust him. It's certainly not because he's untrustworthy. It's because you want to make the rules. So we forgive those, whoever they are, near and far some of them have passed away some people are never going to apologize some of them slept in your bed last night I should say that differently huh sound like there was a whole group effort going on there that's not what I meant some of them for some of you, you slept with that person last night is what I meant to say (laughs) and someone repents repentance is on you You may not even have known it. You may think, oh, good, that person didn't repent. I don't have to. You're going to miss your moment. If you forgive someone, I forgive someone. And if you don't forgive someone, I don't forgive them. And so we have just locked the tormentors up with us. We are trapped in that person's mistake. And the Lord will let us. The Lord will let us do it. You know, if you've ever worked with an addict, if you've ever had someone who is willing to keep introducing new levels of destruction into their life and into the lives of everyone they're connected to, you spend a fair amount of time, especially if they're a family member, saying, stop, Stop. Stop it. You're hurting us. Stop. Look around. What's the matter with you? And eventually you go, Okay. Okay. And that's the best thing you could have done. Because they finally scare themselves. They finally find the bottom and they're looking for a solution that's the parable of the superstar father here you go I don't know how much resistance that relationship had before we see that scene but I like the idea of okay go wear yourself out And I will watch for your return. I hope you live through this, but I have no control over you. And here he comes. Oh, he lived, he's back. My boy, who I thought was dead, who I thought would never return, here he comes. That's love. That's freedom. That's what Jesus is trying to get us to see. That's our Father. It's easy to find dirt in a gold mine, especially if you dug all the caves. Especially if you live in that gold mine. We're our own worst critics, you know, some of us more than others. Some of us need to be a little more critical of ourselves. And some of us are just abusing God's child. And you just, you just need to repent and forgive yourself and often this is a judgment against him you didn't do what I would have done if I had all your power you didn't do what I thought should be done right there. I posted on Facebook and I got a lot of people who agree with me. (laughs) You have sinned against me. I took my kids to church since they could burp. And I put them in a Christian school. And I read them Bible stories at night. And we prayed together before our meals. And I taught them all how to worship you and to pray. And I did everything so that my kids would-be Christians. And now you make me look like a bad parent. And now I wasted all that time and energy and they don't want anything to do with you or with me. I can't trust you. And God says, well, you know, if, if you're a bad parent, then so am I. Because I like, I had like one rule at my house. And my kids fell away. I had one of the biggest church splits ever happened. A third of the angels fell. Turned away, followed some other guy. I feel your pain. But that's what freedom does. That's what love does, is it creates that opportunity. Good job. You created love and freedom. But this story isn't over yet. Come here. Let's get your love back on. Let's get you back in this game. Let's get you ready for your moment. Let's get you ready for your moment. Gonna start with I forgive God. Okay. I just have you close your eyes. we got some music or something? There just seems more holy when you have music. (laughs) I want you to ask yourself a question right now. Actually, I want you to ask the Lord a question. (laughs) Father, do I have anybody I need to forgive right now? Thank you for the gift of repentance right now. name on your lips so that you can hear yourself say this, all right? You can turn that music back up. This is like, yeah, this is the wrong place for quiet. Thanks, man. I forgive and say their name or say their names however many people there are. not their judge and I'm not their punisher so I release them from my judgments and punishments and I pray Lord Jesus that you will forgive them and that you will bless them allow them to experience your love your peace and your joy even as I experience it. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are Lord of this situation now. And please tell me this, what is my next step? speak to you, and you know you've forgiven somebody, when you can look at the Lord, and you can see His joy. as if to say welcome back.